hostess with the mostest, Maisha, and this is a place where we celebrate black creatives and innovators who shape the culture around us and give relevance to the creator economy one post at a time. So that means we're rooting for everybody black. So what is the creator economy? Well, I'm glad you asked. The creator economy is the economy. It is where creators of all kinds have turned their passions into business, brands, deals, and went viral, and they are paying the bills with that money. So ask yourself, why am I not getting paid, but I'm scrolling on Instagram? On another note, we like to give a lot of shine to people who are doing amazing things for the culture, and today we call them culture change makers. And today's culture change maker is Ada... Battle. Battle is she is from El Salvador. She is a renowned coffee producer. She is a former, she's fifth generation who has gained international recognition for her innovative and ex exceptional coffees. She is specializes in cultivation, processing, and she experiments with coffee in a lot of different ways. And with Ada, she has done so much for her home country and has definitely used her techniques to create new profiles for amazing coffees. And just like Ada Battles, our guest today, Lanisa Williams. Hey! <laughs> what up, what up, what up? Lanisa is from L.A. She is a native to South Central L.A. She is a coffee expert for over 18 years. She started Barista Life LA. She helps with consulting. She helps with baristas, teaching them how to be baristas. She has training classes, educational works, et cetera, et cetera. This lady right here is all things, and she is doing amazing things. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And before we begin, I have one question for you. When did you know that black creativity is the culture? Probably during the pandemic. Mm. Yeah. And then, like, the spike of of uh, just black coffee professionals mm -hmm. and just the amount that I ran into. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely changed. It has. I'm surprised there's so many black... There's so many black people in coffee. Right. Like... I, but I also think that mm -hmm. they've been in coffee. Yes. They've never... There's no platform for us. There you so go. It, it's now, you know, the the gates are opening and... Mm -hmm. And people are recognizing, like, no, nah, we've been in this joint. Period. This is an opportunity to shine. And a lot of the coffees are from Africa, Africa. Yeah. <laughs> ground country. So it's like. Yeah. Coffee grows where black and brown people live. Hello. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So I want to get into your origin story before we get deep into the coffee. Okay. Let's talk about your origin stories, where it all began for you, and your journey to what you're doing now. Um, well, like you said, I was born and raised South Central. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but like I grew up in a household with mm -hmm. a single mom, five girls. Yeah. Um, by the time I was 11, my dad was murdered. Um, my mom did remarry, mm -hmm. but it was, it was a struggle. Um, and like I watched my mom hustle. Yeah. Like I watched her her be able to provide food, clothes, school supplies, all off of a side hustle that she had. Wow. And I was that's what I as a kid probably paid attention to the most. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I grew I mean I, I got involved in gangs. I, I I mean I I 
I went to you know school and I made sure I did everything like in that aspect I was supposed to, but there was the other side that was like I have to carry this torch on yeah. from my dad and my my grandmother, my uncles, everybody, my my mom even gang bang everybody did. Yeah, and it was just something that I at the time was extremely proud of and was like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we you know we'll do A B and C, no problem. Like, Hello, you know, yeah. Um, it wasn't until like. I think I was like 20, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. I caught my first case. Mm. And then, I mean, I just thought, it, you know, it was a slap on the wrist mm-hmm. in my eyes because I was young and I was like, ah, this doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, but I, I got a job. I mean, I had a job and all that kind of good stuff, but I was, the streets still called my name. Like, yeah. I still wanted to be involved in anything moving. Hello. <laughs> Um, but I ended up moving to the East Coast, and uh, I got a job at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like I wanted to. I wanted to be in coffee. That was not mm-hmm. the goal. It was just like I knew they paid well, yeah. And I needed benefits, and I needed to get out the house because I was watching my niece, my younger niece and nephew at the time, mm-hmm. and I needed to help support because it was my sister, her kids, and I came along with her yeah. to get away from a situation that I was in out here in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I got, a, I, 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 I did like light coffee and stuff like that, but I, I got a job at Starbucks and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did. And it wasn't like it was the coffee, it was more of the connection that I made with people. And like, I really do enjoy putting smiles on people's faces and, yeah. and being able to be that that person that could like help you get your day started. Yeah. And that's what coffee essentially does. Most people mm-hmm. come in the morning time mm-hmm. to get coffee. And yeah, that's what I fell in love with, with the customer service aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I then moved back to LA and <laughs> I, I continued to work for Starbucks, but mm-hmm. uh, there is a situation that I got into at Starbucks oh, that Lord. led me to no longer work there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I was just, you know, I was I was working. I got a job at the Lego company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I, I took that. Let me back back a little bit. Before I caught the case, I went on the run. Okay. Yeah. So I was, not necessarily like I went on the run, but I had moved to Atlanta and, and so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the FBI had called my mom's house. Not the FBI. <laughs> and they was looking for me. And um, my mom was like, she didn't, you know, she was not like, oh, I know where my daughter is. Yeah, but yeah, she was yeah. just like, I'll, you know, I'll pass on the message. So she called me and was like, like the FBI just called and looking for you. Yeah. And um, she asked me like, did you do it? And I was like, yeah, like, I ain't gonna lie to <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to my mom. And first of all, I don't need nobody, like, banging down her door looking for me. Right. Like, you know, so I flew back. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're gonna back back. Okay. During that time, did you get your hands on coffee at that time, or was it when you went to Starbucks? You got trained there? and That's where kinda... all the training happened. Okay. So I did drink coffee, like, growing up. Like, my mom, mm-hmm. would, I would ask for that when we would be at church. I'm like, coffee? Can I, yeah, can I get a little bit of the rest of your coffee? Because there was no Kool-Aid and sugar at my house. Mm. But when you got to church, that was like, yeah, was gold. period. <laughs> Psst, you, come here, come here. Yes, you. Have you been struggling to stay consistent with your content? 
We've all been there. You told yourself you was gonna post about a year ago, but you have yet to post today. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing the Ultimate Content Calendar Blueprint. It is a guide that will show you how to stay consistent with your content for the next 30 days and beyond. It's filled with tips, tools, and ideas to help you take your content to the next level. And guess what? It's completely free. So don't wait because it's gonna go out fast. So make sure you download the Content Calendar Blueprint today. And I like, I want that. So that's where I got like my taste of coffee. Mm -hmm. um, but that's like instant coffee, like back yeah. in the day, Folgers, Folgers. Or the one with the red. I can't even think Nothing of what it was. Nothing right? home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that's the, that's, yeah, that's the, 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 the beginning of me, like, of like the, my coffee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, went, I worked at Starbucks and they gave me the training. Uh, yeah. But it's the, that, at that time, it's bare minimum, so you're only mm -hmm. learning how to pull espresso shots, make the drinks and stuff like that. But there really wasn't no, no history of of like where coffee came from, or like yeah. I knew it came from uh, like Ethiopia. I knew the story, but yeah. there was no like educational like information really about it. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I worked for Starbucks for like like six years. Whoa. Yeah, and, but I just I did try to just obtain as much information as I could from, mm -hmm. where, mm -hmm. from where from from Starbucks and then I slid into I got a job at Pete's Coffee after mm, okay yeah after a couple situations in the life happened okay <laughs> <laughs> but I got a job at at uh, Pete's Coffee and that's where I had like my wow moment mm -hmm. I had a, a supernatural Ethiopian coffee Ooh, that sounds good it, too man and it tastes and smelled just like blueberries and i didn't understand that and i was like you know i'm looking How? at the bag like artificial flavoring or something like that none of that was there and then they gave really? me a spiel of how it was, it was grown on a volcano next to a, a, a blueberry farm and just absorbed the nutrients and and the smell and the taste oh straight from God. the soil and that blew my mind and yeah. i was like wait what mm -hmm. and for me, that was like possibilities. Are there's endless possibilities? Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until like I got out of jail. So while I was working at Pete's, mm -hmm. I was also fighting the case, Ooh. and I had to fight that for about eight months. And then I finally was just like, "Yo, whatever time you gotta give me, just give it to me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not confessing to nothing, <laughs> but just give me what y'all about to mm -hmm. give me." And uh, I, I did a year. And in that Oof. in that year, I had to figure out like, what did how do I want to be remembered? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I, what kind of mark do I want to leave in life? Like, do I want to be known for just being in the streets and doing A, B, and C, or do I want to make a some type of impact in my community? Yeah, and that's why I made my conscious decision. Like, we're gonna have to, you know, when I get out of here, we're gonna have to figure something out because we yeah. can't go back to to the old stuff. Mm -hmm. And. Um, I ended up uh, calling my job back three days before I was being released, and I was like, "Yo, I'm about to be back in town. Can I get, can I get my job back?" Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, you can." Wow. I got out like, on Sunday, and I was back on the schedule on Wednesday. And for me, Beautiful. that was my sign to to like, this is your second chance. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do with it? Yeah. And so, for the past seven and a half years, it's just been. Focusing on building my coffee game and 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 acquiring all this knowledge. I know. Giving black coffee professionals a a platform. 
yes. giving them some some shine. So that's yeah. beautiful. You have quite a journey. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and it's crazy because when I first met you, I think one of the things we actually did bond over is the fact that my family was heavily gang related. I know you and <laughs> so I have quite a background myself. We'll talk about that later. But like my family is deeply rooted into the community in LA County, but specifically Long Beach. Yeah. So we bonded over that initially yeah. and then from knowing you i have a taste for coffee now yeah. like i'll be like girl i need a cup of coffee <laughs> like i need some coffee that's the goal yes exactly <laughs> so with coffee it drastically has changed your life oh yeah from a life of quote unquote crime yeah. to a life of passion for coffee yeah so how has your life changed because of coffee as a career um I've, I've experienced or I've been places that I've never thought that I would be able to go, for instance. Yeah. Like, I have a, I had to wait, but I got my passport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from from there, I got invited to go to Guatemala. Yes. And spend two weeks on a, on a farm and understand mm-hmm. the ins and outs of what it is to be a coffee producer. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've just been able to travel everywhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's something that like as a kid I always wanted to do, but I, in my mind it was, everything was limited because of mm-hmm. my surroundings and what I was involved in or what I saw and what I knew I couldn't afford. Yeah. Um, but my mom always told me like hard work pays off. Like mm-hmm. you know just do what you have to do, and I that's what I've been living by is like I don't need instant gratification. I'm I'm here to work for for the long term. Come on. Um, and yeah, my, I mean, I've met so many people, like, just people in Africa who reach out to me, mm-hmm. just purely on coffee, or like, I see what you're doing for the for the community, the, the coffee culture, I see what you're doing, like, how yeah. do I be a part of that? And for me, that's just like, my my note to, to, to keep on going, like, yeah. when I have doubts about stuff, like, I get hit up randomly, or I've been asked to do stuff, and like, that I would have never thought like being involved in in the coffee like fest which we have yeah uh the the coffee convention basically Mm -hmm. being asked to uh to hold a panel being asked to speak on them Mm -hmm. just things that you didn't see black women up there doing yeah i have i I had never i've never seen it either and now i have these opportunities Mm -hmm. and i just like the goal is to create these these paths and op- paths and open these doors so that the people behind me can walk through them freely without anything, you know, no judgment or anything. Like they belong. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing because literally, from being a coffee industry and and now seeing more black people in it, and you have black and brew. Yes. And I started to see so many people pop up. I'm like, wait a minute. There's coffee shops here. There's coffee shops there. Yeah. Let's let's explore that. So every city I go to, I'm looking for a coffee shop. I'm yep. like, Lanisa. <laughs> what? Right. What shop <laughs> is Who got good? a coffee shop over here? So in that journey and giving shout outs to other people who are doing yeah. coffee, like how have you cultivated like relationships with other black people, specifically black and brown people yeah. in the coffee industry? Um, I mean, it's just, it's, I, it's been amazing. Like yeah. people come up to me, 
you know, if I'm in a shop and they're just like, wait, you're barista life LA. And I'm just like, yeah, hello. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I just, have, I just be like, I'm just here doing the Lord's work. And I feel like this is where he has put me. This is my purpose, my passion. And I'm just kind of trying to, to walk the path of like, mm-hmm. this is where I'm supposed to be. And I'm, and I, I'm in places that I, like, I would never have dreamed about. And like just conversations with people and people who reach out and ask me for stuff and I, I'm, yeah, I'm just honored to to be that person. Like I do pride myself in being like the coffee plug. That's what I. Yeah. I feel like I just switch products. Like period. <laughs> and coffee is the second most consumed product in the world. I want to be I on that. I did not know that. I want to be on that side. It's oil. It's coffee. It's people. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. That's crazy. So that means I need to invest in the coffee. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So let's talk about the the pitfalls and you know the times that entrepreneurship don't look great and all the things that you experience. So tell us a story about some of the things that you have endured during your process of being an entrepreneur. Because uh, are you first generation entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, technically, yeah, because yeah, my, I mean, my mom, she had a side hustle, but it wasn't yeah, but yeah, I am the first one, like in my immediate family, to to start a business. I do have a cousin that mm-hmm. owns a business, um, but or a couple cousins now. But like in my yeah. immediate family, I was like, yeah, I was just like, I'm taking the leap. Yeah, and, um, I'm just like, if I could put my life on the line for people. Or streets that don't I don't own none of that. Yeah. I feel like I could put my myself out there and put myself on a line for a business or something that I truly believe in. Yeah. So um yeah, it ain't been easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um I did have a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I mean I still do is Hustler's Cup Cafe. Um during the pandemic we were opening it up. We had a, a space on Slauson that we were building out mm-hmm. and then uh you know, we had made a deal with the owner to, you know, you go half on fixing it and I do that. You know, we go half on it. Yeah. And when it came down to doing it, um, which was my first mistake, there was nothing in writing. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> we gonna talk about that. Come on. Um, after I had poured in, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars, it was just like, nah, you can't do it. And now I had to basically pack oh up all the God. stuff from express machines to refrigerators, everything, and put it in a in a storage because yeah where else am I gonna put it I have yeah. nowhere else uh, and so I felt I definitely felt defeated and mm-hmm. I was like maybe this ain't this ain't what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. like and then another gentleman came and was like hey Lisa I have this space mm-hmm. like we can make this happen um, and it's you know it's downtown and it's a nice open concept back of a, of a retail store mm-hmm. and you know easy access parking all the good stuff that like ding 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 like that's what you want yeah um and so we had that we we did a grand opening we had a crack in it was cool and then it was like the paperwork and because it wasn't mine like i had all my stuff in yeah. the sense of like my seller's permit like all that business license but they didn't have their stuff together Ooh. and and then the way that they were operating there was nothing wrong with it but that's not what my vision looked like yeah so i just kindly bowed out and so that was strike two for me well, not strike two but that was like boom another blow and i'm just yeah. like you know what maybe <laughs> i don't need to be <laughs> opening the shop right now maybe right. that's just what it is jesus is just telling me like nah this ain't where you need to right, be right 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 
And that's how I had to look at it. Like, mm-hmm. cause there's a blessing in every, everything that happens. There's, there's, yeah. there's something, there's a lesson. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what I took away was, you know what, there's some other work that you probably need to be doing that doesn't require you to be behind this bar, but on the other side of Come it. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went back to, to working in a shop and lo and behold, I get a, a you know, a, a job working for the oatmeal company that I had posted one of my first posts on my Instagram when I started Barista Life LA. Yeah. Um, and I started, you know, working for Oatly and and it's just been, that's been a blessing. I'm just, yeah. uh, you know, but there's still like ups and downs of like, I don't think that I'm gonna get enough clients this month or, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, you know, economy wise and like how are things gonna happen? It's just like every day, I just I try to take it as an opportunity to learn something, yeah. To just be better than I was yesterday, mm-hmm. and to to just you know make sure I'm making an impact. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's just sending somebody a text or reposting somebody's things that you know is in a hard time because I know what that's like. Oh yeah. So I just I'm I'm here to to help whoever I can. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. You got such a good heart. <laughs> like, y'all don't know. This lady got such a good heart, and she's so sweet. Like, ever since I met you, you've been just giving, 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 and supportive in every single way. And yeah. I've done the same with you. I'll pop oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like, if I had something to do, I'll be like, I'm coming in real quick. <laughs> yeah. Pop and pop out, because, you know, we support each other. And yeah. that's that's a beautiful thing amongst women to yeah. have. Yeah. Just a support system and to be able to say, that is really my friend. Yeah. And they're going to show up whether they busy or not. Yeah. Or if they can't, they hit you up. Hey, I'm, I can't make it. Yeah. But it's a beautiful thing to have that. And going back to a point you made about paperwork. Because <coughs> I think a lot of times when people get into business, they just think, oh, I just started a business. Boom. This is what I need. They may not have their entity set up right. They may not have their license, your seller permits. Um, certifications, which are, <laughs> we can Every, talk about that, everything. But you, I have a business, but then also when it comes to partnerships yeah. and choosing the right partners, yeah. let's talk about that mm-hmm. and how important it is to have everything in writing. Yes, it's definitely important. Yeah. <laughs> I found out the hard way, or yeah, that, you know, things need to be written down. There needs to be. I know we all like, oh, we had a verbal agreement, but nah, it doesn't work that way. I've been in, I've been in coffee shops where like the health inspector have came in, yeah, and they don't have their stuff together. Yikes. You get a warning, yeah, you know. And then they ask me, what do I need? And I'm here to help you, of course, of course. But like, those are the biggest things: is is making sure that your paperwork is correct, making sure that you do have your seller's license or your business license, like all those things. Um, I don't think that we take all that into account. Like, I think nowadays mm-hmm. it's so easy to be on social media and be like, I have a business. Yeah. And uh, you can. I'm not saying you can. But yeah. You, you know, you pressing shirts at your house. I feel it. You selling them on Instagram. That's, that's, I'm all for it. But once you step out of your that comfort zone of being in your house and putting up and having a brick and mortar, yeah, there's a lot that goes up. If you don't have capital, you don't have somebody to back you up. You don't have a partner that that believes in it just as much as you do. It may not go as far as you think it will. Mm. Yeah, license, taxes. (laughs) 
Oh, them taxes, That's what I'm working y'all. on right now. God. Listen, <laughs> I think people don't look at those things. Yeah. We just easily want to jump into business because it's sexy. Yeah, it sounds good. It does. So I'm, it the sounds great. I'm the CEO. I'm the owner. I'm the founder. And you like, wait a minute, but that baby, comes with a lot of responsibilities. Yes, and don't have a website. That's another thing. So, <laughs> so <laughs> there's so many things that comes to business. That's why I provide services as well as you have consulting services yeah. specifically for people who are going into the barista industry. Yeah. So let's talk about the services that you do provide. Yeah, um, so we do consulting as in like we will come in before you even you know, paint the walls or, yeah. or whatever it is and kind of give you an um, a insight of like how your bar should be set up or mm-hmm. how your you know espresso sh- machine should be facing just the basic like the small things that people because I was one of them who get overwhelmed with those things like how should it be placed yeah. like so we we come in and we 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 go through the whole thing with you we make sure that you do have like your your seller's permit you have a business license mm-hmm. all those things are 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 intact um, and then we I mean we have uh, trainings from those yes. who. Brew coffee at your house with a Mr. Coffee all the way to uh, you opened up a coffee shop and you need your staff trained. You need a, 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 a menu cu- curated. Yeah. Like you need to know what drinks are the popular ones or at least how to make them because there's that's a lot good. of them out there that people, they say it's one thing on the menu, but that's not what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced that. <laughs> um, yeah, we do barista trainings. Mm-hmm. Um we do cuppings where we're actually uh, tasting coffee in its purest form. Wow. Um, I just got accepted into a Q grading program. What? Which is only 12 black people got accepted. It's Come only, on. It's for, it was for black people or black coffee professionals, mm-hmm. and they only had 12 spots, and I got put, I, I, I made it. Um, and a Q grading is where you get to, uh, you're the one grading the coffee. Yeah. And what that means is like there are some coffees out there that you can get that are eighties, yeah, eighty fives, or lower. But you, the coffees that these shops put up and you can buy them for thirty dollars a bag are the nineties, ninety fives, no, close. So to what does those numbers mean? The purity of the coffee, like how Ooh. good, how how well the coffee is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you want them nineties. Those are the ones that sell. Those are those those anaerobic coffees that when you crack that bag open, it smells like peaches. Oh like, my God. I, I, right, I currently- I want some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, no, I got okay, you. yes. But just being able to, to, to it's grading coffee and those, yeah. we need those people in the world. Um, and there are not a lot of black Q graders. And it blew mm. my mind that like, I personally know Women-wise, one, two, three, four. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is is that, like, in the U.S.? Yeah. Wow, yeah. really? I'm not saying that there's only four, but I'm saying, like, and I do yeah. have a nice network of black coffee professionals, but to to be only four of them that I know, I'm oh. just like, yeah, I had to, when I saw the, the application go out, I was like, oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. And I think it's a game changer. Yeah, it is. It's. I mean, yes, it's the, like another not or certificate on my, on my uh, resume. But like, yeah, in LA, I don't know anybody. Yeah, who can, who's a Q grader or who's a woman that's a Q grader, 
Yeah. And what that allows us to do is is to really like get into the industry mm-hmm. and 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 let us shine. So beautiful. Yeah. So how important is representation though? Oh man. Cause that like just imagine like little boys and little girls seeing that. Or someone who wants to switch careers and love coffee but didn't think this is something that yeah. I can create a a really thriving career. Then that's right right now that's my goal. Like is to show that you can have a career in coffee. Like mm-hmm. most people and that is like not just black people, but black and brown people yeah. who who grow who have grown up on on coffee farms mm-hmm. don't think that it's a fulfilling career because at the producer's level there's not a lot of they're not getting paid what they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that. Mm-hmm. But then here, when you don't see anybody black or that looks like you, it you don't there's n- there's no example. And like what I I heard was like if there's no example, be that example, yeah. be that blueprint. Like, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, I recently uh, spoke at a high school for the first time. <laughs> it was uh, it was nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like this is something that I I do, yeah. um, and there's only one like one black girl in the class. Whoa! And, and, and I did it for five class six classes, and mm-hmm. there's there I, what I saw was only one in that at this school, and she emailed me. Jeez. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> oh my god! Because she said that you don't know how important it is to see a black woman in your position doing what you're doing. Like, I just needed to see visibility. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I would have cried. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And then she was like, my mom used to gangbang. Like, my mom would really like to meet you. And mm. like, and I was just like, I was blown away. And I was like, this is why I do what I do. So that that one little girl that I did see yeah. or spoke to can now feel like she's seen and heard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Y'all know I'm sensitive, so I'm gonna be quiet. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, what are um, some skills that one has to possess to be successful in that industry? You have to have thick skin. Mm-hmm. You do, because I mean, the coffee industry is known for gatekeeping all this information. And I have to tell, I'm like, I look at people like, it's coffee, bro. Like, yeah. It's something that we consume. Why is it that I can't know about this? Or why don't we want to reveal or give this information out so that it could even be better? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just be willing to to take what they throw at you. Mm-hmm. And don't take it to heart because people who gatekeep and have those issues, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do yeah. With you. Yeah, something to do with them and their pride and how they view themselves. Like they can be the, they're the dominant ones. Like, nah. Yeah. yeah. Does it become clicky? Cause you know all industries get a little. Clicky. I was gonna say like, all industries <laughs> have clicks. <laughs> they get a little clicky, and you know it'd be like, of course they gatekeeping, but also it becomes like, oh, this is my circle. Yeah. And no, you can't get in the circle. I mean, recently. I mean, I feel like in the coffee industry, there are a lot of people who are just always bubbly, joyful, 24-7. Yeah. And, and, 
they they're willing to like come on in we'll talk but then there are some that like they're the circle that you can't get into and you wonder why because yeah. they were featured on a b and c or they you know they oh they God. won a competition and now it's like oh i'm superior like nah. no <laughs> but like you said every industry does have that yeah i've no i've definitely have noticed in the coffee industry and I'm yeah just, hey have you had like um any like mentors during this process because you know in entrepreneurship if you just you start now you're trying to figure it out no i did this all by myself yeah oh, right <laughs> <laughs> when people be lying i'm self-made no you're not nah. bro you're not self-made it takes a village it, yeah. even it's just someone giving you advice yeah. or someone say hey maybe you can do it this way the little things yeah are taking you by the hand and really, you know, yeah. showing you the ropes. Like, have you had those oh, yeah. experiences? I've definitely had. So currently, I mean, uh, Tony Jolly from Hot and Cool yeah. slash Shout Crenshaw. Shout out to Tony. Yeah, Crenshaw Coffee. He's kind of, he's definitely taken me under his wing and, mm -hmm. and and showed me a few things and put me up on game. Like Even like how yeah. to, you know, my filing for my, for Barista Life LA to be a nonprofit. Like, and just That's like giving smart. me the game on that and how mm -hmm. I can still, you know, make moves in the industry and um the ladies that sip and saunder Shanita and oh, Amanda oh yes like shout out to sip and saunder yeah those those are my ladies like yeah. i really i really admire everything that they do yeah. and like so we, dope. <laughs> we talk we 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 see each other and like we're i'm a fan of them they're a fan of mine um but yeah i just i i just i love what they do um who is Candice Mm -hmm. uh, she is a Q grader um, from, she was born and raised in the UK, mm -hmm. um, but she now lives up in the Bay Area. Amazing. Wow. Just like, this the amount of knowledge, she's like one of the only black women in the UK that like mm -hmm. was pushing the envelope for black people in coffee. Ooh. And she's the one who created the Q grading uh, course that I'm taking. Wow. And she band together so that it could be completely free so that every black person in coffee has an opportunity if they want to become a Q grader to go ahead and make that wow. happen. Because that joint is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. It's expensive just to take coffee. Sheesh. <laughs> but it's the knowledge because not a lot of people want to put in that effort for yeah, that program yeah. or just for that for that uh, course. And it, it is like vigorous like yeah. it's a lot but yeah i'm yeah she's she's been amazing um anytime i have a question i can ask mm -hmm. her um but i think the 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 biggest person in my life or that my biggest influencer is michelle johnson mm. and uh she created ghost town oats which is the first ever black owned woman owned oat really? milk in the world Okay. She fire. I saw her back in the day when I was at Pete's Coffee competing, first black woman to compete in, in the United States for a barista competition. Mm. And someone someone introduced me to her and like on Instagram was like, hey, you know this girl? And I was like, nah, but her handle was a chocolate barista. And I was wow. like, oh, this is lit. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and I had never seen nobody else, like nobody that looked like me compete at that level before. Mm -hmm. And just how she carried herself, and like, she was just, just making a way for black women in coffee, yeah. just period, and just black professionals. And and I was just like, yeah, I need to meet her. 
Yeah. I do. I was like, I need to meet this young lady. I hit her up on Instagram. <laughs> oh. And I just like, you know, slid into her inbox like, hey, I'm just letting you know I think you're dope. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a few li- years later, I went to a cupping that she was at and she was there and I got to introduce myself to her. And I mean, that was in t- 2018. We've been in, we've been locked in ever since. Wow, yeah. Yeah. man, you had some heavy hitters on yeah. your team. Yeah, she just she just posted recently. Her, I mean, Ghost Town Oats came out last year, and they just hit their they just cracked their first milli. So they're Whoa. Company. Yeah, and she's CEO. She it's, it's her, and I'm just like, I I. Yeah, I'm in awe. I'm just like, you's a bad bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she killing the game. All the way. Shout out yeah. to the chocolate barista. Yes, Michelle Johnson. Yes, yeah. I love it. Those stories are really important. Like, just the journey that yeah. we all take, it's crazy. That's This is exactly why I started the show. We got to <laughs> talk about the stories behind yeah. the brands. And speaking of brands, Barista, barista Life LA, how did that brand start? And what's what's behind the name? Um, <clears throat> honestly, I was just trying to come up with something. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Like, and I was I had my other Instagram. And I'm like, nah, that's not you know I can't go on there. Had a hood name on there. I'm like, that's not it. What like, hood name? We're not, <laughs> we're not doing that. And. I was just, I don't know. I honestly don't know how I came up with Barista Life LA, but mm-hmm. I was definitely conversating with the probably the partner that I was with at the mm-hmm. time and came up with Barista Life LA. And I'm like, well, my, it, I didn't think of it until after, but like I'm from LA, but my name starts off LA. And so that's where, that's where the LA came from. Not because I live in LA. Just because mm. most people can't even pronounce my name correctly. Right. And it took me a while, y'all. <laughs> it did take a while. <laughs> and but that's I'm like I'm a barista. I'm in L. A. And like that's mm. like, and I was like, oh, that all makes sense. This barista life, L. A. My first name starts with L. A. I mm. live in L. A. I'm a barista, and that's literally how I came up with with barista life, L. A. Mm-hmm. And. I just wanted. I did. It wasn't like it was about to be my business. It was just like my Instagram yeah. handle. And now this is before pandemic, everything. And it was just like, that's Jeez. what I was just, I was just going, my handle was Barista Life LA and all I wanted to do was show coffee content on there. Mm-hmm. And then I got into like dropping, uh, like educational, uh, how to brew up coffee. And then I started yeah. featuring black owned coffee that I had never heard of because I, I, I launched a platform on Instagram, which is called Black and Brew. Yeah. And from there, shout out to Damaris for helping me. Yeah, with shout out to D. <laughs> she need her little that shine. Oh <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. But we were just sitting on the, on the couch, and I was just like, "Yo, we need something," because I ran I ran into a, a black barista, mm-hmm. and uh, and his name is Yoshan, and he I was like, "How come nobody know about you?" Mm. I was like, that's crazy. Like, you're fire, bro. Yeah. You're doing pour overs, your latte art. We was working on it, but it's like you made a great cup of coffee and mm. nobody even knew about you. Wow. And so he was my first uh, uh, person that I launched. Yeah. When I when I did the whole thing, I did his first interview was with him. Beautiful. And I, the goal for Black & Brew was just to highlight black coffee professionals here in L.A. because those are the only ones I could really have contact with. 
Yeah. But then I started reaching out to the ones that I saw, mm-hmm. like on Instagram, and I started following people, and then people started following my stuff, and and then I just started hitting them up, like, yo, would you like to do an interview? Like, and from there, like, it's just spring. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been going crazy. I love Black and Brew. Because <laughs> I, I was like, oh, this person, I'll be sending you people. <laughs> yeah. And it's super you know dope. This like, yeah, yeah I'm like, here. <laughs> and um, social media, man. Social media is a thing. I, I really, I didn't, like, I. Like I didn't really care about MySpace and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and Facebook, but like Instagram for some for some reason like Instagram works very well with my brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And being able to put out content is a game changer. Yes, it is because you're that's your brand. Like yeah. And I really didn't know how important I was until I was doing what I'm what I'm doing and yeah. people people started following me. I'm just like oh so I can connect with people in Africa. Mm-hmm. Like I can. I could talk to these people and get a, a better understanding of what they're going through out there, how they how they mm-hmm. do their coffee, you know. Yeah. And and just Community. yeah, the connections have been amazing, amazing. And just connecting with mm. the black breezes and black coffee professionals that are here in the United States, like being able to go to Coffee Fest or um, there's a new um, uh, conference, but it's for black coffee really? professionals, which is called Color of Coffee collective and uh his name is keith and he's based in texas but he got together he was like you know what does it look like if we put something on that's similar to what the coffee industry already puts on but it's geared for black people and i I saw that and i was like oh this is dope and then he reached out to me and was like hey lanisa I know you be hosting throwdowns and yeah. <laughs> you were MC when when you gotta you know do your thing and I was like yeah he's like I would really love you on his team and I was like poof perfect period yeah we this is a we had one this year it's the second year but like it's just growing and see the amount of people and just being able to 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 be able to connect with so many people that all mm-hmm. I saw for you know three years or two and a half years pandemic we just Instagram friends yeah yeah and then I get to see you in person. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole nother ball game. That's dope, man. <laughs> like, how has what? What are some strategies that you put in place? Because you have not only a personal brand, but you yeah. have products that you promote. Like, what are some social media strategies, or just how you run your social media that you can give some advice to other people? I just do it, y'all. I, I mean, <laughs> honestly, like I. I just be, I'm just myself. Yeah. And like, I don't, I, I, like, I, I, I know I posted stuff and people are just like, what? But I don't care. Like, yeah. I, just, I don't. <laughs> like, this is just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I try to be on camera or wherever I'm doing, whatever I'm doing, I just want to be my authentic self. Absolutely. I don't have, I'm not here to sugarcoat nothing. I'm not going to play like I'm somebody else when I'm not. I just, this is what it is. If you have questions, holla at me. Mm-hmm. I'm an open book. Um, but like, for instance, I wear my my own merch. I'm not about to be out here buying here. I mean, I you know I do buy stuff. Don't get me wrong, but like, from for me to for me to walk around with a shirt that has my brand on it um, is is uh, it just it lets me know the, how far I've come. Yes. For one, the second like I have to always remember like this is you're you are the face of your brand. Mm-hmm. You have to carry yourself a certain way. You can't respond or pop off on motherfuckers. Like Hello. You used to. 
You're you walking know? billboard. Yeah, people are watching, and that's what I've learned. Like people are really watching. Yes. And if if you know they if everybody waiting for you to slip up or, you know. See now, let's they, talk they about are. that. They <laughs> are. <laughs> like, oh, you did it. Like, I mean, it happens, and mm-hmm. if it does, I just move on from it. Like, I'm not here to dwell on it or nothing like that. But like, I push my products by just. I love to partner with people. Mm-hmm. I love different coffee. Um, companies yeah um, from from those who make the equipment all the way to those who are are roasting the beans like I, oh. I have a a, uh, a huge thing about that I love I love it I'm like I don't I don't it's not even for me to be on camera doing anything mm-hmm. but I want to make sure that your guys stuff is showcased properly come on you know and that they see somebody of color or somebody like me in my stature to that I'm promoting this and then that you know it's it's a given. Yeah. I feel like it's a give give because ain't nobody take it. Oh, so it's, come on. <laughs> but it's a give give, and they're willing. They want to work with me on things, or they're mm. here to sponsor me on events that I put on. Like, I I'm here for that. Yeah. Because there's enough room for us all. It's enough room, y'all. Like I'm on, I'm in my lane, but there's a lane next to me, next to me. There's yeah. room for everybody to get up on this joint. Yes. Yeah. And on that note, I always tell people, just start. Yeah. Don't take it too seriously. <laughs> and that's what I think that worked out for me. Because, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm normally not a, a talkative person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very, I'm pretty quiet for the most part. But when it comes to coffee, that's, uh, that's the, the icebreaker for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to just talk, talk, talk about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, just do it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what I have to tell myself. Like, I'd be trying to post a video. I'm like, ah, I'm like, oh, man, just post that joint. Yeah, just put it out just there, Just put it y'all. out there because you don't know who's watching. You just need that one person to give you an opportunity. You need one door to open to take you to the next level. Period. Just like this podcast. Right? If you want to promote on Keys of the Culture mm-hmm. podcast, hit us up because yeah. you can do that. Promote your business, promote your brand, grow your brand, make some revenue. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. So I want to get some advice that you would give younger girls and boys who are like you, mm-hmm. who want to build brands, who are interested in coffee, are just being an entrepreneur, period. Like, what is some advice you would give them? And don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> um, like you said, just do it. But, like, make sure you have a good team. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned. Make sure your team is solid. At least have some supporters, like people who yeah. believe I'm not saying like everyone, because it's your dream and your passion. No one's going to have it as much as you do. Mm-hmm. But find those people that are in the same circle as you, who are who are just as passionate and, and, and driven about their stuff, because that rubs right off. Like, I, you know, I've been yeah. in a circle with all y'all, and I've seen all you ladies do your thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want to make sure that I'm representing us just like y'all representing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, y'all out here doing it. I'm not about to slack off. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, make sure, but yeah, make sure you have a good team, make sure you have a vision, you have all those things, you can't just be like, I just want to do this, there needs to be some substance behind it, mm. and take a chance on yourself, yeah, the biggest, the biggest, you won't know unless you do it, yeah, yeah. I won't know if I fail unless I put forth some type of effort, yeah. and if I did, and I, or if I did fail, I know what to do better the next time. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Just do it. That's beautiful. <laughs> so where can the people find you? Give us your handles, your website, everything. <laughs> um, my Instagram handle is Barista Life LA. You can mm-hmm. find me there. 
I mean, Hustler's Cup is another uh, handle. I have three different ones, but find me on Barista Life LA. Um, and then my website um, is uh, Barista Life LA. Um, yes. at, right, dot com, excuse me. And yeah, everything is Barista Life LA. Mm-hmm. Like, um, except for my booking. If you want to book any classes, it's booking at Barista Life LA. But yeah, everything is Barista Life LA. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) Hey, y'all, if y'all want to follow Keys to the Culture podcast, it's Keys to the Culture podcast on all platforms, except TikTok, because they played me and got to use two T's at the end. (laughs) But you can find us, go to our website, keystotheculturepodcast.com. If you want to follow me, it's I am Myesha on all platforms. Thank you for so much for joining us today. Thank you, Lanisa, for popping in, Barista Life LA. Until next time, we see you soon. Hey, it's your girl, Maisha, from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up, because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture Podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game, from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kind. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today.